Downloads of this show are available on Potomatic.com and the Potomatic mobile app. Hey, what's up? This is Trumpet Womb. You're listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Time to get embarrassed with us. So I was do- I was doing clearly like a little bit of uh, Charles Dickens, and you're like more like the ghost from something past. Well, I, um, I had a dream about streetcar named Desire last night. You had a dream about streetcar named Desire. I did. I had a dream that I went to watch streetcar named Desire with one of my wine cooks from my kitchen, and we had a shrimp cocktail. And then I met a woman who was holding napkins, and her name was Betty, and she liked Jesus. You're basically living a New Orleans. <laughs> Uh, like a fever dream right now. That's that's what it is. <laughs> Everything so that crazy. you just described is right out of like Midnight of Garden of Good and Evil, basically. <laughs> it's very true. Welcome to Lost and Rewound. I, yeah. We're living the dream right here in the studio at 100 Bogart. My name is Alon. My name is Allison. We bring this to you every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. If you want to contribute any amount of money at all to keep Radio Free Brooklyn with the injection of capital that we need to keep going in this economy, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash pledge. Any amount of money at all. It's a great place. It's a yes. Yeah, any amount. And also, if you're feeling like you have extra despair, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash LAR and personally donate to us yeah just to you know lost around because you like it yeah be a sponsor for the show absolutely we want to know that you're out there i mean we assume you're out there we don't know if you really are or not but these are aliens you're all aliens aliens that like to listen to podcasts i'm sure that there's like 50 different podcasts they're like aliens (laughs) in the title or something (laughs) and they're all very very successful i'm sure more successful than this show will ever be Sorry that uh, uh, to everybody who was expecting a little bit of the the Hoff, but unfortunately the Hoff is off this week again, and he will be back again next week. But in the meantime, we've got Allie over the phone and a guest who will be uh, showing up in your eardrums very shortly. So shall we begin? Yeah. Okay. composition almost sounds like a mix of David Bowie and Nina Simone. For over 20 years, she's on a mission to spread healing and growth through trumpet keys and singing. Hello, lady. How are you? What's up? How you doing? Welcome to the show. Thank you. You are here with your trumpet, and you even brought your keyboard with you? Yeah, I'm going to go busking after this. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
busking. How about that? Uh, where have you been busking lately? Um, yesterday I did 14th Street Union Square. I've been like trying different spots because I kept on getting stopped by the cops. So I wanted to stop by the cops. Where? I've been doing Fulton a lot. But a fun fact I learned, apparently, like, because I finally, like, got stopped by cool cops and they told me what was up. And, like, apparently the MTA pays people to walk around looking for people playing with amplification. And my keyboard is considered amplification. So, like, they they call the cops every time. <laughs> and they, the cop was just suggesting, like, different places to play where they, that's less likely to happen. But isn't that silly? Like, your, your ticket's paying for that. <laughs> there, there, there's a bureaucracy with the street musicians. Yeah. yeah. That's something you really have to worry about, you know, your amplification. And, and you know, spreading, uh, spreading warmth is really something we should be <laughs> focusing on. I, I find that really <laughs> wild. And uh, then it's very it, annoying because uh, I get more money on the platform, but that's where they bother you. But if you played just trumpet, it'd be all right. But because you're trying to play with other instruments that require well, uh, more. The keyboard, yeah, because I'm going to lug a piano down the subway. <laughs> no, no, of course not. Can you recall one of the first times you busked in New York City? Yeah, well, when I started. Um, I didn't even have like a keyboard stand or anything, so I was just like sitting on the ground. It was actually very nice when I started, because I remember like people, nobody really does this anymore that much, but I remember like this one time this girl had like hula hoop and she was hula hooping, mm-hmm. and then like one time this dude just sat down and he drew an entire picture of me with like some colors and he just gave it to me and I got on the train. <laughs> and yeah, it was, it was really nice. Where was, do you remember where that was? That was Essex Street. I used to do there a lot. Lower East Side is a, certainly a, a good hub for musicians, and yeah. I can only imagine there's plenty of uh, like claim staking of like where you're going to be sitting. That's my seat. There's yeah. the politics of street musicians that yeah. come about. Most people are pretty respectful. Like you see somebody there, you just respectfully wait until they're done. Like yeah, most people do that. With something like the trumpet, I mean, there's many different avenues you can go mm-hmm. in. My understanding is is that you've been in the city now for. Seven years, eight years. Um, yeah, I want to say six. Okay. And when you yeah, moved, six, and yeah. when you moved here, what position did you want to take your music in? Well, I'm just doing, like my solo artist thing, and I just wanted to do more recording and just touring and build a fan base and all that stuff. But you were working on your own. There wasn't like anybody you were linking up with. Uh, well, initially, um, before I'd come up, I had like started talking to Scott Jacoby, who I recorded my last album with. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would just email him tracks every once in a while. And then like when I had been in the city for a couple of years, I was like, yo, you want to like record together? I'm up in the city finally, like the type of stuff. And, right. And I have like, so I have like a friend who plays drums that I went to school with, that I play with. like She plays in my band a lot, and she actually records a lot with me. Nice. Ashley Bayer, check her out. She's awesome. You are friends with uh, Taylor Place, one yeah, of our yeah, past yeah. guests. And yeah. I met her through Artery, which is an awesome organization. Yes. Yeah, so, yes. Yeah. She, she was talking about that. So I met her like a, probably like a year or two ago. I don't really know how long it's been. I've met a lot of awesome musicians and different kinds of performers through them. Well, Taylor just, uh, is standing in the kitchen right now. Uh-huh. Oh, is she? <laughs> Oh, yeah, let's a, get a double interview popping. Yo, special guest, <laughs> have, her, have her sit in. Have her sit in now. Yes, that that's a surprise. How's it going? What's up? I just I heard you just came from a cuddle party. Is that secret? Oh, Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> Tell everybody my business. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. It is now. Taylor does not like cuddling. She's a serious woman. But I was just sandwiched between two men. I was. <laughs> Since you were saying that you guys know each other through Artery, yeah. maybe there's like a story behind this show that happened through Artery. Maybe I'm confused here because I'm familiar with the nature of like going into people's homes, as Taylor had told us the last time. 
but uh, were you playing in that show as well, Trumpet Womb, or were you just there as a... Should I call you something for short? I feel like there's something I should be calling you for short. You can call me T-Dub. T-Dub? T-Dub? T-Dubs? That sounds T-dubs? fun. All right. Yeah. Um, T-W. I think, now, now that you're really making my brain try to remember, I think the first time she was hosting an event in somebody's backyard, and... Oh, at Nicholas's house. I might have been. Su- I might have been supposed to play. I think Vlad might have been like, "Yo, bring your shit. Like, you might be able to play or something." But I didn't play because, like, the it was like too late. I can't remember, but yeah, it was somebody's backyard. Was that it was the really place cool. where we had the tacos and the, and the yeah, and the, the yeah, 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 totally. Music, tacos, backyard. Done. Yeah, get me in there. Yeah, artery way better than your local bar where you could have buy like ten dollar <laughs> tacos and. Whatever. $10 tacos, that's just an overpriced taco. Go I, to your, I'm just saying, if I'm out of bar, you probably, you were, not not per taco, I'm sorry. You get like three tacos no, for $10? Time, no, that, that makes no. sense. <laughs> so you're saying? Whenever Taylor buys tacos, it's always at least like $45. I don't understand why or how it happens. Last time we got tacos, it was like $75 and the tacos were delivered to the unit J. <laughs> I get like a, right yo, I want that. I got... Tacos for my actors recently and spent like twice that amount. If I'm going to be getting a lot of tacos, they better be all eaten up. I don't see why they wouldn't be. Exactly. Well, dietary restrictions, you know. Sorry, that was rude. That was ableist to me or something. I don't know. Sorry. That was dietist. That was dietist. Um, Okay, so you've been playing trumpet for a long time. Since so much now where it is your artist name, when did you first pick up a trumpet, T-Dub? When I was 10, they had like a day where like they had people like showing different instruments and like we got we got to pick our instruments and I think like he had like to pick a backup one and my mom was like, come on, why not like the flute or something like lame like that? And I was like, no, mom. <laughs> Could you imagine? No offense, flute day, player. Sorry. Just a beautiful instrument. You would have been the flute mom. Um, yeah. <laughs> All these years later. I thought it was cool and I picked the trumpet. I might have tried to put drums as my backup. My mom was like, no. Whatever. Trumpet happened. I just remember like. Then after that day, like, we got to actually physically try the instruments on another day. And I just remember him giving me the trumpet, and I just, like, like made some really crappy sound. And I remember, like, just loving it from the first note. So, Do you yeah. come from a musical family? No, not really. My mom played some violin back in the day. My sister played saxophone for, like, I want to say a year or two. Or, or maybe a little bit longer than that, like, four maybe. Anyone else, like, in your more, like, distant family at all? Not that I'm aware of. I think my mom might have said... I had a relative that was, but I don't really remember. Like, nobody, I, it's not like I grew up and, like, hey, I grew up in the church. Like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't got that backstory. <laughs> you said your sister was playing saxophone. That's a younger or older? Older sister. All right. Yeah. So you had an older sibling growing yeah, up. Yeah, she that played was... saxophone for a little bit. Yeah. So the two of you were playing brass instruments. No duets, um, though, huh? The, the saxophone's a woodwind instrument. Okay. So, like I was saying, you had, uh, <laughs> you had a ska band in the making. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know when. She probably was just about quitting saxophone by the time I was starting saxophone. Mm-hmm. She didn't care about that much. She's a basketball player. She liked it, but she wasn't like, yeah, saxophone! But you committed to it. Whereas some musicians will play an instrument, and that's their gateway mm-hmm. to another instrument. We've had guests on the show who have talked about playing flute, playing mm-hmm. the um, you know, the triangle or something, <laughs> you know, or like the cymbals. And then they branch out to guitar, bass, etc. When did you pick up playing the piano? And were there other instruments that the trumpet was the gateway to? I didn't really start playing piano until after college. But like we started in college, so I was a music major. So I had to take like 
two semesters. It was college, so I kind of like I didn't pay experimentation. Att- well, no, I just I didn't. I, no, I, yeah. huh. <laughs> I didn't uh, pay attention, or I paid attention, but like I just like getting by. It's kind of like one of those classes where like I didn't study enough, so like it's not like I was like yeah, like. <laughs> I got my scales and I got like my, my B or A or whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it wasn't until I, I I started a rock band out of college that I really started playing piano because like I was using it for songwriting and like to lead the band kind of. And then I started singing. And yeah, I was always always about the trumpet, but not always about singing. Yeah, the singing and the the piano they didn't start until ten years ago. I, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. Where'd you go to college? University of Maryland, College Park. Did you party a lot? No, I, it's it's mixed because I didn't really start drinking until I was like around twenty twenty one. I don't know, like I like a lot of like nature stuff, so I would do stuff like that. But then yeah, I guess when I started drinking, I would drink, but I was never like, eh, let's go to a frat party or like <laughs> that kind of stuff. Let's get ripped. Like I guess eventually I was like, yeah, let's do some shrooms and find ourselves and like kind of that stuff. You were in marching band. Yeah, I did marching band. I did. I did like I would do like after school orchestra. I would do county band, state bands. Like music camp over the summers, uh, yeah. You went to love me some trumpet. You went to like a specialized music camp, and where was is that in Maryland too? Ah, uh, this was in North Carolina. You like audition for it, and Sweet. then you get accepted. And I did this oh, like awesome. I did this like national symphony youth orchestra fellowship thing. Where yeah, like, you audition for it, and then like they set you up with like a, a private teacher from the orchestra, and you got to do all these like events with them and. Like, they taught us, like, composition and all this really, really cool stuff. How old were you when you went to that camp? Uh, that was, like, a during the school year kind of thing. So oh. It was in D.C. It was, like, yeah. a fellowship throughout the year. But Gotcha. I guess I was probably, like, I want to say 15 or 16, maybe. While I always knew I was going to be a professional musician, I didn't really know how because as much as I love classical music, like, all the things I did, at the end of the day, I knew me singing in the back of the orchestra wasn't going to be the thing. I would listen to a lot of different genres of music, and I remember, like, I went to Spain and, like, kind of saw some different kinds of music, I guess, around that age you were talking about. And, yeah, I don't know how the thought process came about to start, like, rock banding, but it was a while before I realized I really want to, like, I have to have my own statements and make my own songs. There must have been, like, something, like, a spark that went off. Like, you heard some artist or you had some conversation that just dawned on you that this is how you need to propel to the next level. Yeah. The first band that really introduced me to the idea of mixing classical and different sounds was Evanescence. I used to love them so much. Like, I loved her voice. That was like my total, like, emo in my room, like, lights off. Like, we all have album. that. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and that was like my first, co- like, my first rock concert, like, when I was, I guess, 17 or 18. Oh, wow. And yeah, I, I love Amy Lee's voice so much. And that probably is where, like, the idea, like, even though I don't remember a particular aha moment, but that probably is where that seed got planted. You had been to shows um, before that, though, I imagine. Uh, just, like, classical, like, I've been yeah. to a million recitals and stuff, like, by then, that age. But I had never, like, like, the kind of concert you got, like, ask your parents, like, permission to go to, like. <laughs> I was 17. Yeah, yeah. That's dope. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. Who did you go with? Uh, my friend Lauren Casimir. I haven't seen her in years, but, yeah, she's, like, a middle school, high school friend. Do you still keep in touch with a lot of people that came up with you even before you got to college? Uh, a couple, not not that many. 
really. And if they knew what you were doing now, they would be like, of course she is. And that's awesome. <laughs> I, I was voted a rising star in the superlatives. In the super... In the, oh. No, in the, the, the yearbook thing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> rising star. Yeah, I remember getting that, and I was like, that many people know who I am to vote for me in something? It's <laughs> humbling, right? You went, how, how big was your school, too? I mean, I can only imagine there must have been a ton of people, and then you're being pinpointed as, like, the rising star. How big was marching band? That was must have been huge. Oh, these number questions. Um, well, I mean, let's you... say <laughs> sixty. Sixty people. Did you, or seventy? But you traveled around quite a bit, I imagine. Yeah, that was like some I imagine good, a good lot nerd stuff. Like we would go to like marching band competitions. Yeah, marching band's like its own like genre of nerd. It, yo, but... <laughs> my cousin was in a marching band. When I went to Ithaca, I connected pretty quickly with my cousin who went to Cornell, just on the other end of the hill. And she was a huge marching band nerd. And I can't <laughs> remember for the life of me. I think she actually played flute uh, now that I remember. But for, oh, what it may, awesome. for what it may be worth, though, y'all, like, uh, I mean, once you have done it, you are always, you know, secretly or not secretly, you know, a marching band nerd for life. And it, it's a whole, like, genre. It's like a whole... It is cool when you see, like, the professional people doing all the fancy stuff. Oh, hell yeah. It's a big thing here <laughs> in New Orleans, too. Uh, oh, that makes like, sense, all yeah. all the marching band, there's, like, um... They get, like, their own, like, kind of side of, like, busking area. And they rule through on, like, Sundays. And it's really cool to just watch kids, like, between just, like, 15 and 18, just rocking out. <laughs> I would love to see a marching band busking in New York City and allowing people to even... I just... have! Seen. You have. There's yeah. this like cute Where? little. It's like this little high school band. Like every once in a while, you'll see them like marching down the street. And every time, like I can't get my cell phone game together in time <laughs> to like get them. But it's uh, they're like marching. They're like ah, ah. that's the stuff they don't show on TV when the kids be on point like that. But yeah, where was that? Um, Bushwick, like around like the Jay Gates. Like they were on just walking down Bushwicks and they turned. I, I guess I'm assuming they had a game or something, and maybe mm. they were marching. That's so cool. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> I've seen and, it a couple times, yeah. It inspires you to awesome. look back to your roots, too. Uh, we do have some clips here, actually, that you provided to us from those marching band days. Very short. Um, so we can just sort of, like, listen to, and I guess if there's anything. That, I mean, I don't know any of the compositions exactly, but maybe you could. I composed everything. <laughs> Sorry. You composed it all. Uh, there's maybe a story behind one or two or three of them. We can listen and we can ascertain what we're listening to. I don't, like, I don't remember. <laughs> well, okay, so when you found these clips, uh, your your parents helped. I yeah, I texted my mom. I was so bad because I kept on forgetting to do it. And like, I texted my mom. My mom and dad are literally like going Morocco like that day. And I'm like, Mom, I need some like old music. Do you have any? And she was like, I found these like tapes of you in marching band. And then she gave it to my sister, and she recorded the tapes. Um, I think they were cassette tapes or cassette tapes that you're, or maybe they were VHS tapes. No, they're videotapes. Okay. So these clips that you provided and the one we just heard, this is all from high school, freshman, sophomore year of of high school. Would you perform before games? A lot? We would perform at halftime during games. We would do competitions. 
I imagine if the video was involved, it had to be a special event. So maybe sure. we were at like a competition or something. Okay. I don't know why else my mom would have it. Because it's not like she had a video camera. She probably just like bought one from the, the band or something. I wish that they did marching band for like when you they do like uh, assembly for like dare. <laughs> <laughs> don't do drums. Like, don't like the chump tubas like go off. <laughs> and then you'd give, it'd be like a halftime for dare. It's like that one guy tried two cards, like, come on, kids, dude, clap, dude, dude, clap. (laughs) (laughs) What do you say when somebody offers you heroin? (laughs) 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 Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. I like this idea. (laughs) We we need to capitalize it on a little more. I don't know how to do it, though. Dare is like so quintessentially so ineffective. Now they're trying to bring it back because evidently we're trying to bring it back to everything of the old. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we're murdering uh, drug dealers or something now. Yeah, yeah. drug dealers are coming oh, back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, those they pesky got... drug dealers. <laughs> Why won't people stop doing drugs? <laughs> <laughs> We'll okay. never stop <laughs> so that's really cool that you have a part of you that is living on in, in in this recorded history. But you've never seen these videos. You just heard the audio. I'm sure I saw them when I was younger. I just but you haven't seen them. Go years. back. I'm yeah. like, you know, go home. Let's pop in the old marching band tapes. But uh, you don't remember the last time you saw them. I can imagine I never watched them. I, I can't. Maybe I did. I don't. I, know. <laughs> I, I, don't, I think that would make sense. All I can know is I don't remember anything about these tapes. <laughs> it's okay. My my sister's the same way. I play stuff for her in the past on this show, and she has been completely unable to recognize who the person that she's hearing is. This clips of her from like when she it's was so like, many songs ago. Exactly. Well, let's take a listen to another one of these short clips. These are all from the same show. Yeah. Okay. some clapping in there because clearly your parents were very happy that they're uh, I, I thought they were there <laughs> they didn't really come to the game they definitely didn't come to the competition somebody recorded it yeah that's what I'm saying I think it was like the marching band recorded it and like they sold tapes they sold tapes I don't know if they sold I, I think it's like one of those yo that would be because I, I can see the tape box impressive. in my mind I, I can see like it looks official in my mind like you know that's what they do like uh, give something for the, the parents I don't know if they bought them if they gave them out for free or whatever I don't know Y'all traveled quite often for these competitions, too. That was like your first time consistently traveling around, being seen by large groups, large auditoriums, large stadiums. That must be a trip. Honestly, like just performing in a stadium must be such an event in and of itself. Just to be there, even seeing for five minutes in between halftime. Yeah, it's pretty. I remember being cold a lot, too, because those competitions happened in the cold a lot. It's cruel, you know. You're out there, these are playing ball. Yeah, they're little cruel, tights. cruel, cold world. <laughs> I thought of a t-shirt for you, and the t-shirt says, all I remember is I remember nothing. <laughs> like never long bottom. <laughs> I can't remember what I've forgotten. Um, yeah, it, it really, it's really special, you know, when you're, you're out there and you're being seen by all these people, 
and you'll never see them again. And it's just a, it's 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 anonymous, but it's not like I'm an actor and I've never performed for probably more than 200 people. Mm. So for me, the whole concept of performing to a sea of thousands doesn't register for me. I don't know if that was just for me either, because I don't know if I played for that many people. Well, yeah, I mean, but at the same time, it's a so many people who are seeing you all at the same time. And I guess actually you're right because we did go to Disneyland once. In like for March, real? In like March. Hell yeah. Ooh, yeah. that's cool shit. Hey, that Where? was fun. I, that probably, I probably was a sophomore. So I want to say 2002. You were doing Archie Man all the time. 2001. No, 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 no. I quit sophomore year. So it had to be. Oh. Because I, I had like this thing where you could like get in early. So I actually started in eighth grade and I was like one of like this like there's like a couple of us middle schoolers that actually started in eighth grade. So I did it for three years and I, I stopped after sophomore year. Um, you had peaked already. Well, like I said, I was very serious about trumpet and people in, in, in high school, this was in Texas. So like yeah. not anybody in the marching band was like serious or any, like, so I kind of pushed away anything like that. And I've really focused on things that would develop my craft. They just wanted to go to Disney. That's what they, they uh, like, That's a great goal. Right? I'm with them. <laughs> I specifically remember telling my trumpet teacher being like, you know, some nights I just really wanted to practice my trumpet. <laughs> and he's like, wow. <laughs> the, the question I have for you about your trumpet influences is probably uh, long overdue in this mm. interview. Uh, but did you have really unusual trumpet influences or were your influences pretty standard in the like realm of... Now, most people uh, probably wouldn't virtuosos. really know who I listened to. I, I think the first album I listened to a lot was... Chris Gecker, who ended up being my trumpet instructor at University of Maryland, is this called Eric Wilson Sonata? It's just like this sonata this dude wrote for him and Eric and Chris Gecker, and it's just piano and trumpet, and it's gorgeous. And I probably would attribute that to a lot of uh, where my tone development came from because I really listened to that a lot, and I just really enjoyed it. Other than that, I remember listening to like a lot of Sergei Nikaryakov, um, which was like this Russian virtuoso kid who was really good. I listened to some Witten Marcellus uh, when I was a little older. And I know everybody wants me to be like, yeah, I'm not Davis, but I honestly didn't start listening to jazz until like <laughs> after like college or after. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so those are probably my ma- more main trumpet influences. Jazz didn't okay. really have too much of an impact on you until later on. I honestly didn't start caring about jazz until like the instrumental stuff, I'm going to be real, makes me sleepy. Um I didn't really start caring until I started hearing Ella Fitzgerald singing it. Then that she kind of like got me into like oh caring about the other stuff, uh, the energy of it. But I love jazz and I appreciate it, but it's just a little too cerebral for me, and I'm more of a, an emotional person, I guess. There's uh, ways to look at music. There's the I guess uh, not, I, I think I've mentioned this before on the show, but uh, there's like the sheerly musical, the emotional, and the associative. And in a lot of ways, uh, what when people hear any sort of classical composition or really just any you know orchestral composition, it's normally hitting people in a sheerly musical way. But it seems like it hits you in a more emotional way. Yeah, because I list, like I liked a lot of um, like Debussy and like kind of like Romantic era composers like Tchaikovsky, like the really emotional ones. Like that's the, the stuff I'd be like, yeah. Like, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> Honestly, like until I started smoking weed, I didn't really get like Beethoven or like a lot of jazz, like like the more cerebrally type of stuff like that. I didn't really get it until I started smoking weed. I didn't really connect the dots emotionally to what was going on. How does that through line occur when you are listening to Beethoven high 
and then all these different avenues start popping up. I don't know. I don't know how I I can't break because I have heard talks about the breakdown of like what happens in your brain with music and weed, but I just started understanding the patterns more and like what it was doing and like. I, I really started to hear like the rocking, like like I think about Beethoven's Fifth. I didn't get it at first, but like when you really listen to that song, it's just like a, it's basically like a, a metal, like a heavy metal song just for orchestra. It's like very just like, da, 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 and, like the patterns, but I don't know. Let's listen to one more of these marching band tracks we have here. made you laugh during that oh it's just funny to hear that stuff it was kind of loud i guess it made me laugh too <laughs> did you ever have any major fights with anyone in um marching band drama any drama any yeah any marching drama, drama? Marching band drama. <laughs> I, I can tell you the first time i realized white people were raised differently like i remember this one time in marching band i swear this we were like we had a show that day and like this kid had forgotten his shoes, and like his mom went all the way back home and went to get his shoes for him, and he came back. I swear, this is the only drama I can remember. But anyway, she comes back, she has the wrong shoes, and this boy starts screaming at his mom like, "You're so stupid, mom! You got the wrong shoes!" And I was like, "I was like, is that how white people? Because I heard about white people screaming at their parents like that. And I was like, is that really how white people talk to their parents? And I was like, that boy is crazy. My mom would have murdered me if I started talking like that for him. But. That's the only drama that that comes off of my head. I'm just impressed that that guy had the husband to do it in front of other people. Yeah, and she was just like, "Oh, I'm, I'm sorry." I was like, "What?" Yeah, how old is he? How old were you at this point? I want to say like 14. Maybe. Of course, 14 year old, you know, white music nerd being like, "Mom, you brought the wrong shoes. You've ruined it. You've ruined it." Yeah, that's the kind of kid who like he's still at home with his mom in his mom's basement, Probably. playing video games. <laughs> oh goodness, I hope not. I hope I hope he's yeah, doing hope more he than better. playing vi- video games. Is just a toxic male thing to do now. It needs to not be. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. No, I feel like yeah, like the gamer community is very shut off from reality and yeah. too good to care about like not being ableist and all those things and homophobic and racist and all this. Yeah. Yeah. So that guy's playing video games in his room, and the mom comes in, and then he's like, "You got the wrong hot pocket." <laughs> Probably, he literally, yeah. he literally hasn't left the house since that day. <laughs> start for life. He's still mad about the shoes. <laughs> he's still mad about the shoes. So we have to take a quick water break, and when we return, we're going to listen to more of the music of Trumpet Wom. I'm awesome. Radio Free Woo! <laughs> 
lot of tacos now. After all the taco talk. After all that taco talk? You kind of want tacos. You want tacos? I, I want tacos too. I love taco yeah. talk. Oh, hey, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is again, time. this is Taco Time, a.k.a. Lost Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Taco and Tuesday. Taco Thursday. Oh, sorry, yeah. Or, uh, or te- um, Tequila Thursday. We always record. Quesadilla Thursday. Yeah. Enchilada Thursday. Everything Thursday. Thirsty Thursday <laughs> for, for tequila. Thursday. Hey, do you want to con- uh, contribute any of your old audio to the show? Not you, yeah, Allison. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? What, what, do, what, what do we do? We, well, you go to your email and you type in lost and rewound at radiofreebrooklyn.org. Yes. If you want to contribute any of your old audio and be on the show, you don't have to be here in the studio in person. You can be coming to us live from New Orleans like Allison is doing right now. And yeah, that email address is once again lost and rewound at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Pitch us your ideas. Pitch us all of your ideas of what you may have from your audio past. This week, we've got Trumpet Walm in the studio, and she has some audio from her past that she's continuing to share with us, including stuff from her first album. Could you tell us about Basement Tracks? This was, uh, I had actually attempted to move up to New York, I guess in 2009 or 2010, and I kind of just ran out of money and went back home to my parents' house, and so I recorded this in their basement. And now it's just like a... Le Basement. Le Basement. And you did have a little assistance from some of your musician friends for these tracks? Um, I mean, I did everything. I, I like rec- I was on an old computer and I had like just Sony Acid and like a Blue Snowball mic. For Phantom Man, all I did was send him like his part of the song and be like, "Can you send me your rap?" And he sent me the rap, and I just entered the rap in there. Cool. And then the only other song I worked with somebody else on was Amaryllis. My boy from the neighborhood, PT Burnham, he just put some beats under it. We're gonna listen to Phantom Hi. Hand and as well as another track. Uh, you can. Listen to these songs on Trumpet Wom's SoundCloud, which was her original name, Trumpet Girl, three R's and an L and no I, uh, soundcloud.com slash trumpet girl. And you can see all these tracks and hear them uh, on your own. You but, can also and, go to trumpetgirl.com. Is that is all it? things, yeah. There you go. In the meantime, let's take a listen to Phantom Hand here on Lost and Rewound.
Awesome. <laughs> Thanks. That was the one without the rap solo. I forgot. Wait. So you thought that there was the this had a rap in it, and it did not. It's a, yeah, there is a version uh, with the rap solo in it. I guess I don't have that up on my SoundCloud. Right. Apologies. No, <laughs> hey, that's cool. But at least no, that sounded great, dude. There, <laughs> there is, is at least knowledge that the listener has that exists Bonus somewhere track. out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the ghost face version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is the remix. Gotcha, go hucka, hootini, bootini, thini, thini, squeedy, malini, tini. Sorry, that's not a very good ghost face impression. Um, but no, that was really fresh. I really thought that the choice of the rhythm that you picked there, the tempo, was really kind of it, very interesting. It, you couldn't help but be focusing on what is happening in those signatures because of the stop, dun, 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 dun. I love the way it builds up too. It's really great. Thanks, dog. So in twenty ten, that's where your head's at. You're like, okay, I'm gonna super emo. Yeah, kind of, but not, but not, no, not uh, painfully at all. I would argue that uh, no. maybe if, lyrically you're looking at something like that, but you can't tell that musically whatsoever. Oh, I love juxtaposition. If I write emo lyrics, I try to avoid making the the song super sappy in general. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like to juxtapose so where was your head at then you were like feeling all emotional that was a very depressing time of my life honestly and i think in that in that age just like dealing with the understanding of how quickly relationships move and just kind of learning how to let go and understanding the difference between real friends and people that kind of just think you're cool and just kind of want to drink with you and just kind of like that age learning that and that was like like i said i moved back to my parents house it was an extremely hard time of my life um yeah Music always goes out. Well, uh, there's certainly something to say when you realize that you don't really care too much about the pleasantries of cocktail chatter, and you want that meaningful connection with one person or another as opposed to yeah, yeah. you know just being around and getting fucked up with people that you don't really care about. Yeah, yeah. It's like when, when at some point that has to end, right? Then there are still people who are older than I am in business uh, who are very high functioning, but still like party like they're twenty two. Cocktail chatter is a really good band name. <laughs> uh, yeah, b- bookmark it. If it, see if it uh, hasn't been taken already. <laughs> I mean, I don't think. I think we should. I think we should make it our. Own. I think it's now ours. Cocktail okay. chatter. Okay. Okay. It'll be. It'll be the subtitle for Lost and Rewound. No. Okay. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, tell us about this next track. Uh, it's called Come Du Temps, and in parentheses, So Baked. Same time frame of your life where you're kind of yeah, like, yeah, mm. yeah. I don't I know what that is. I made that sound every morning when I awoke. Every time you wake up, you're like, <laughs> Some people yawn. I go, The Muppet. The Muppet wakes up and begins to sing a song. What could we expect from this one? Before I moved up to New York, I had been living in D.C., and I think I had been vagabonding around, like, kind of, like, homeless for, like, a month or so, and I ended up staying at my buddy's place, one of his roommates, I guess. We were just getting high one day, and he was like, wouldn't it be cool if you made a song about weed or something like that? And so I wrote this song. (laughs) Jimmy, you missed it. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Well, I am going to enjoy this. I know Allison will as well, but thank you in advance for... Excuse me? I'm kidding. Can I joke? I mean, what does that mean? What? What? <laughs> huh? I, this is... Uh, yeah. What? I just don't understand. <laughs> These terms are totally alien to me. Marijuana. Get it. <laughs> 
<rire> Quand on met du temps, ça au vect. 1, 2, 3. Right on. <laughs> that, I just remembered when I was listening to the lyrics, we brainstormed when we were high, this like comic, like the superhero whose powers like came from when he like smoked weed or whatever. That sounded like a superhero song too because of the, <laughs> it, it was like a Western kind of the way you were uh, formulating it. It was very much like a Wild West walking down the desert trail. One day he will get his man or something. I don't know. <laughs> After he smokes a big like J. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry, what was the extra in the background? No, like putting it on just with an extra, like a little bit of added extra, extra echo. Yeah, precisely. As she comes riding on through. Mm hmm. <laughs> Felt like a very, like a Wild West weed song, if you will. Yeah. Very interesting. And, you know, interpolating, obviously, the Carly Simon as well. No, because I was like, you're so big, you don't realize. I don't even remember what I was talking about. You don't realize the songs about you or something like that. It's like, probably best to keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> con- you're so high, are you, do you realize? I don't remember. The context. <laughs> that and uh, the other track that we heard before, you can hear on the SoundCloud, as mentioned before, you do have a band camp as well. There's satisfaction that you get with putting your music out there in the ether 
for all to hear, whomever to hear, versus that of the satisfaction you get playing for whomever is willing to just stand there and give you props right there on the yeah, street. Yeah, it's definitely better on the street just because... I mean, the hardest part is to get people actually to listen to music when it comes to, like, recorded music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I get, I get lovely feedback when people do listen to it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's absolutely stunning and beautiful, um, the love. And when people thank me <laughs> uh, for my music, uh, yeah, I get some very beautiful responses um, when I perform. So, yeah. Well, at this time, uh, it would definitely behoove us if we got a chance to listen to something that you playing here in the studio uh you do have your trumpet and you also have your keyboard all set up magically during that break yeah. before so we will now get a chance to hear see you in person here but the audience will hear you playing like a champ right here in the studio for this thursday afternoon do you have a name for the song oh uh, yeah i'm gonna play like the first single off my new album it's called seasons the album? No, the, the album is self-titled oh. Trumpet Womb. Trumpet Womb, and this is the... This okay. is Seasons. This is the, this is the cheesy love song, the, the pop intro that keeps nice and light Okay. before we dive into like cool. issues of racism and like <laughs> homosexuality. This is the opening track? Or this <laughs> yeah, this is the first track. Is this the single too? Oh yeah, it's the single, yeah. And you're going to have a video for this too, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Because I've, I've done like a soft release just on my website, but I'm like going to... Do the full release in May, so that's when I'll drop the video and all that. Trumpet Wom here with Seasons on Lost and Rewound, Radio Free Brooklyn. Exclusive. I, right? Maybe. Yes. Um, Let's do uh, it. I apologize. I haven't warmed up, so you get that, that natural morning rasp. Can it be she love every part of me Whether hot or cold or any wind blow This is unexpected, it's changed My perspective of the possibilities For this life I lead I want a spring and a summer Fall and a winter with you, with you You, with you Spend my revolutions round the sun With you, with you You, with you Come on, baby, we can take the changes. Won't you spend your seasons with me? She works my mind and it spins divine. Her beauty is blind and in her love stays shining. She got me singing this song that I never thought any woman would want for me. I want a spring and a summer, fall and a winter with you, with you, you, with you. Spend my revolutions round the sun with you, with you, you, with you. Come on, baby, we can take the changes. Won't you spend your seasons with me?
everything you need. Journey through the seasons with me. I hope to be everything you need. Journey through the seasons with me. Said I hope to be everything you need. Journey through the seasons with me. Yeah. I hope to be, hope to be, yeah, fucking shredded that <laughs> that was insanely good that was oh, thank you wow ali I, I i i'm trying to like formulate thoughts you get 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 it going here <laughs> me well taylor i put it on, on speaker so taylor could listen to it too what what you, <laughs> wait what i put it on speaker so taylor could listen oh what did she say i didn't hear what, what she, you said. Guys? she said it, she said it was beautiful it, 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 it was beautiful it, thank you I mean, that's fucking just really like the the cornerstone of what it means to be a musician. And when you're, you know, self-made, and, you know, you're doing it all on your own and you're doing two instruments on your own, too, which is even more impressive. You literally got one hand on the piano and then another hand on the trumpet, you know, ready to go. Billy. <laughs> yes, yeah, for sure. That's just awesome. So wait, Taylor. When is that? When's the next time she's going to be performing at Artery? Because then I'll I'll definitely make it. There. I'm actually doing it. Uh, I'm hosting a badass woman showcase, and Taylor's oh, going to be playing on it. It's yes. just, if she can make it back I've, to me I've from been, New Orleans in time. Oh, she better. Actually, we're still the, the tentative date is April seventh, but we're still working around the venue. Okay, um, just confirming with them. But um, yeah, I'm being very picky about who I'm booking for these showcases. So like, only badass women are on the showcase. It's like. Me, Taylor, and then there's this other girl. She does something with like her violin and sings. Um, and I'm hoping to get like maybe a dancer or something else popping off. But where's that gonna be? Um, in Brooklyn. Um, but yeah, just follow me on social media or sign up for my email list, which you can find on my website at trumpetgirl.com. Three R's, no I in girl. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm still I still haven't updated updated my domain name because um, all those things cost money, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, follow us on the socials. Trump at awesome. Yeah, this is awesome. Stay up to date. Yo, I'm 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 really impressed with your setup. Just like the actual keyboard right now, you should play like a beat right now and just like start like riffing with some trumpet if you could. <laughs> I like one of the. I always do it by accident. Let me see if I can really make the. Yo, I'm all about this right now. Sorry, I'm. One hundred rhythms. <laughs> One hundred rhythms and just like a trumpet. Oh, there's a. There's a. Oh my god. Sorry, y'all, but this is like I'm geeking out right now. Let's see if we can like change it there. Oh, 
so smooth jazz. Oh my god, yes. That means... I'm actually gonna be doing an album with Kenny G. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This has uh, been another edition of Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Find us again on all the social medias as well. Follow your girl Trump Wom on Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, my preferred actually um, would be Instagram. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't use Instagram. I actually, if you can follow me on Facebook, but they'll never show you my content because they suck. Yeah. But maybe if I posted some stuff about Russia, they'd post it. Sing. Find, find <laughs> Lost and Rewound on SoundCloud. Oh, don't, don't mention them. They'll find out. <laughs> SoundCloud, Automatic, and iTunes for all your Lost and Rewound archive capabilities. Uh, we you know, can be reached again on email. And then if you uh, feel like following us on Facebook and Twitter, you can do that too. Thanks so much for listening. And thank you, Trump Wom. Trumpet. Thank you, Trumpet Wom. I'm feeling that nickname. It's, no, I just don't, get nervous because don't. of the asshole. Yeah, don't. He, don't. he ruined it. <sighs> don't. Because he... It's, We're it's, not, rolling off, did, it's rolling off the tongue so easily. Tr- Trumpet Womb. Like, Trumpet Trump, Womb. Trump Womb is really rolling off the anyway. No, 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 no. T-Dubs. I, just, I don't like that that motherfucker ruined it. T-Dubs really here nickname. on L-A-R. Yeah. T-Dubs thank on L-A-R. For, thank you for having me. Uh, thank you. It's been fun. You are lovely. It's and been an honor. Thank you for being here. Uh, Taylor, thank you for making yeah, that happen. Yeah, thanks for the hookup, Taylor. She's still in the room. She's in the other room. She's got, she's cuddling the gap between two men. <laughs> <laughs> well, say, say say hi to cuddle. Oh, Papaletta. Oh, Papaletta. Oh, Papaletta. <laughs> take, take care, everybody. I'm Alon. Peace. <laughs> I'm Allison. This is Lost and Rewound. I'm Rita Free Brooklyn. Have a good week. See y'all later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Play us out. Oh. Play us out. You <laughs> get to play us out. That's good enough.
I was eating pasta Say it one more time. You were eating, pasta? Were eating pasta. Of course you were. Yeah, could you tell? Couldn't hear it, could you? No, couldn't. I've mastered skills. You've mastered the skills of eating pasta like a ninja. Yeah, and you weren't on mute. Like, I mean, not you. I mean, I, I wasn't on mute. So I, I nailed it. That's all I have for you right now. <laughs> <laughs>